Hello and welcome to the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Kristen and Rebecca. This is a podcast where we talk about glam, glitz, and what life is really like with a crown. This is a podcast for those girls who have inhaled more hairspray than they have oxygen. Hello and welcome to season three. Uh, wait, we're season two, right? No, no, this is the third season. Oh, for crying out loud. Okay. Hello and welcome to season three of the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Rebecca and Kristen, and it's our first episode of the year. I can't believe that we're three seasons in. I can't either. Holy cow. I like forgot. Obviously. It feels like <laughs> it sometimes feels like yesterday that we were talking about starting the pod. And then other times it feels like we've been doing it for 30 years. I mean, honestly, the fact that it's our third season, I feel like I shouldn't have as many mistakes in producing the podcast. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> well, I am super excited for 2024. We have a lot of exciting goals that we have for the podcast and for ourselves. And as we started at the end of last year, we have a new segment to the podcast. What is at the bottom of the pyramid this week for you? Do you want to go first or do you want me? No, I can go first because this actually just happened this morning. Um, bottom of the pyramid is I had a gas leak in my house. Oh, my gosh. I know, right? And so I'm always the one, too, that I'm like, if this the second, if I see something, I say something, like, if I, like, whatever. And usually my instincts are right every once in a while they're not and matt holds on to the one or two times where my instinct is like a smidgy off and he's like eh, Kristen. and so i go downstairs because i'm putting away christmas stuff and i open up our storage area in the basement and i got this like hit a gas smell in my face and i'm like oh my gosh that is gas and so I run upstairs and I'm texting Matt and he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, 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 like for real, there's like, there's a, I smell gas and I go back down. It's really faint. So I'm like, eh. and he's like, well, if you really do smell that you, you need to call Duke Energy. So I did, the guy comes out and sure enough, we, he had his little meter or whatever, and he found where it was and it, he just needed to tighten something. So I'm mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, I'm glad I said something. But he was like laughing. He's like, I can't believe you smelled that. He's like, that is so faint. I almost didn't notice it. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. So I'm in my mind, I'm thinking like, thank goodness <laughs> my instincts were right. My sense of smell was doing good, like all the things. So bottom of the pyramid are definitely gas leaks because had I not smelled that, I don't think, I don't know if anybody else would have noticed it. Well, I'm just so thankful you did because you just had someone that you know that their house caught on fire from a gas leak, right? Yes, but it wasn't a gas leak. It was um a battery exploded. Oh, I was thinking it was a gas leak. Okay. Well, I'm very, very, very glad that, that your sense of smell was so on point. But I'm so sorry that that happened, and I'm glad that it is being taken care of. Bottom yeah, of the pyramid, that was yeah, scary. that could have been horrific and awful. And I'm glad it is you're up and running and standing, and not like collapsed from passing out from smell gas. Bottom of the pyramid, this is like again 
not so dramatic, but it's sort of important. It's having to put gas in your car when it's cold. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's awful. I hate that too. Well, I know. I think last time I said parking far away when it's cold. <laughs> Clearly all of my things are weather related, but right now in Oklahoma, it is like I think the whole country is going through this, like this really weird cold front that's like we're going to be in the single digits for the next several days. It snowed here yesterday. It's very, 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 very cold. Having to put gas in your car when it is so bitterly cold is just miserable because you know how they say like you're not supposed to like get in and out of your car. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Safe and all that, which... I'm sometimes guilty of not following because it's just unbearable to stand outside for that long and wait for your gas to finish getting pumped in your car. I don't like it. I very much miss full service gas stations. When I was growing up, we had one in my town. and I think my mom got very spoiled going to that full service gas station and I loved to go with her and I always got a sucker. What is your middle of the pyramid? So um, if anyone's ever heard of Juicy Scoop, it's one of Rebecca and I's all-time favorite podcasts. We love Heather McDonald. And if, so you're, part of, if you're a part of her Patreon, she sends you a Christmas card, right? I have not been part of the Patreon as long as you have. So you've been getting Christmas cards a lot longer than I have. This was my very first year that I got a Christmas card because this was the first year I did Patreon. So, mm-hmm. so excited. I'm like, fangirling out I posted it on my stories and Instagram I'm like thank you Heather like did she repost you no no because then because I made a mistake so that was (gasps) like you're not supposed to share it you're not supposed to share it and I of course being a naive new Patreon member I didn't know that and so the I swear to you Rebecca the next week on her Patreon episode she says in there something about the Christmas card and she's like yeah like I really ask people not to share those like sometimes people still do I might address it on the regular show so that people know like not to share it and I'm sitting there sinking in my seat just like no no I messed up like so called out and, yes. Well, I think the reason is, is she doesn't want like people who aren't part of the Patreon to see it because that's what's special about being in the Patreon is seeing the Christmas card and getting it. And if it's posted, then like what's special about getting it, right? I mean, it's still special to get it to your house, but it's more special to like only know what the photo was if you were in, in the in the club, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well... I was one of the ones that shared it and you're not supposed to share it. And I was, I was just so excited. Well, so that was, that's actually probably my true middle of the pyramid since we've recorded last. What's your middle? Okay. This potentially could conflict with your top of the pyramid. I don't know what you're going to say for it, but I'm hoping this doesn't. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. It is. Okay. I'm obsessed with Topo Chico, like drinking Topo Chico. It's like my number one drink. I drink at least one a day in the glass bottles. I just love them the most. My middle of the pyramid is I opened a Topo Chico and a piece of the glass had gone into the bottle somehow. Like when I opened it on the bottle opener, somehow a tiny piece of the glass went into it and I didn't realize it and I drank it and the piece of the glass went in my mouth and I 
like it was in my teeth and I chomped it. Ooh. Somehow a miracle happened and I spit it out. Like I realized immediately that was not water because it's just mineral water. There's no yeah. like it's it's not any flavor. And I realized immediately like there's no ice in this. Clearly something's wrong here. I went to the sink. I spit it out. I like had to take a regular not Topo Chico water because I was not about to drink another drink of glass water and washed my mouth out of all of the tiny, tiny shards of glass that were all in my teeth because I chomped it. It was horrific. So my very, my very favorite drink ever. Now I'm like a little traumatized every time I open one and I like feel around the whole top to make sure it's not broken. It was just like a freak accident that happened only on one. It's only ever happened to me one time in my whole life. I've drank probably 10,000, but that's my middle. I want to hear your top of the pyramid before I say mine. Okay. My top of the pyramid is I, okay, do you know the brand Judith March? Yes. Okay. Well, they did this sale and I don't know if it's still going on, but I want to share it if it is. They are doing the sale. And for $200, it's like called a surprise box and you get $750 of stuff for $200. You put in your size and you put in the like collection that you want and they send you $750 of things. And it for sure includes two pullovers, like two sweatshirts and then a grab bag of other things. And I got two super cute sweatshirts and a pair of pajamas and a cup and a skirt so much stuff for two hundred dollars oh my gosh I wish I would have known that was going on I hope it is still going on I think it might still be going on I mean you and they have it for like the sports collection the Christmas collection the val I everything but the valentines is going on right now Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to go look at that because, so I have one of her sweaters and it's American flag. It's super cute. You know, my pickleball queen shirt is from her. Yes. I did know that. I love that. Yes. And that was a gift, but I love so much of her stuff. And I thought, okay, I cannot pass up this deal. Like Normally, just one of the like pullovers, like the sweatshirts, are like $150. So oh, I, I know. Like, okay, this is totally going to be worth it to do it. And the skirt is so cute. The pajamas are so soft. I mean, it was 100% worth the $200 deal. Top of the pyramid for me, Judith March, surprise bag, grab bag, whatever it's called. Loved it. Okay. Top of my pyramid is my new Peloton bike. I thought you might say it was going to be Topo Chico. That's why I didn't want to step on your Ruin it for me. What happened to me? But tell us about your Peloton. No, I, well, I did love the Topo Chico. I really liked it a lot, but I only bought like a four pack. So I blew through that and I drink so much seltzer. I don't know if I would like keep going with the Topo Chico. I feel like that's an every once in a while thing, but my Peloton is amazing. I love it so much. I've done so many rides already and I've not done just the rides. I've done stretching, Pilates. I've done all kinds of workouts. I'm like, it's so much fun. And I loved cycle bar when I was doing cycle bar so much. And I didn't, I did not plan to buy a Peloton. It was like 
not on my radar. And Matt just like out of the blue was like, Hey, like I got you a Peloton. It's going to be here in a couple of days. And I was like, what? He's like, you know, I know you've like, you miss cycle bar. He's like, I know you like have, you know, just been talking about it for a while that you would love to have one here. And he's like, I just figured I'd do it. Can do you, you have it? a favorite? Do you have a favorite instructor yet? Mm, I'm still going through them. I did like Kendall. So you recommended Kendall and Cody Rigsby. I liked both of them. And mm-hmm. I can't remember her name, but I know she lives in New York. I mean, like a lot of them do, but she um is super teeny tiny. Like she looks Olivia? like Olivia. Little... Did you tell me her name is Olivia? Maybe it's Olivia. Yeah, something like that. But like she's super teeny tiny. She looks like Tinkerbell. Like she's just like a little. And I'm like, oh, like I'll take this class. She looks like someone that'll go easy on me since I had had some like really hard workouts. And here she goes and she's like, hi, everybody. Like in her little voice. Oh my gosh. She kicked my butt. Like the hardest workout out of all of them. And the whole time, I don't think she broke a sweat the whole time. And the whole time she's just like, good job, everybody. And I'm like, and I'm huffing and puffing like, oh my gosh, I'm dying over here. I'm very excited that you have your new Peloton and I can't wait to follow your Peloton journey. I, one thing when I had mine, we don't have it anymore, but I had a personal goal and I had mine of doing a hundred classes because when you get a hundred classes, they send you a shirt. Ooh, I have heard that. I want the shirt real bad. I got the shirt and it was like a huge accomplishment. I felt like when you get it and the, if you do a live class on your hundredth class, the instructor like will give you a shout out. It's very exciting. Um, Harper even really likes the Peloton. She's been using it. It's really fun. And there's like a lot of fun things on there. I really like it. I agree that there's so much more than just the cycle classes that you can do like on the workouts. So I'm really excited for you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm just and I'm excited that she's using it too. She like went on a Taylor Swift ride and then she did like a Pilates class and then she did a stretch and she's like, it's so much fun. I'm like, I know, right? It really is. And I think it's because of the instructors and the music. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I sure. mean, obviously all workouts can be fun no matter what, like as long as you enjoy it and it's something you like, I think you can make any kind of activity fun. Right. It's just more about finding something that you're excited to do because then it doesn't feel so daunting. Right. Exactly. Well, here is what I want to talk about today. And I think you're, you are also excited about it. The, the, the topic of today's podcast that I think is going to be fun for people also to think about is we have been seeing this like TikTok and reel going around of we're pageant girls. Of course we, whatever. Like, of course we get super dressed up for my nine-year-old niece's ballet recital or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people have seen this like going around, but we were kind of going back and forth about it. And I started thinking about how many things in life are like a pageant, but are not a pageant. And especially for a pageant girl, how many th- regular things in life do we treat like pageants? So mm-hmm. I thought we should do an episode where we talk about things that are like a pageant that are in no way a pageant. Right. 100%. I thought of so many things. So the first thing I thought of 
is going to either your work Christmas party or your like spouses or significant others Christmas party. I think mm-hmm. it's about like a pageant. Yeah, like, like it's I plan one of the theme days. Outfit. Yeah, I plan out my outfit way in advance. Like this year, I rented five different outfits from Rent the Runway, which I have like a subscription. So it's not like I paid for five outfits. I always have can get five outfits. But all five of my outfits were options for Dustin's Christmas party. None of them were anything else. Like they were all five cocktail attire outfits. I tried them all on with the whole like head to toe look. Came out for a fashion show to show my kids and my sister-in-law who was here. I was like, <laughs> which one should, which one do you like best? Like had them vote. I like literally treated it like I was going to like a theme night of the pageant, like one of the events. And then right. when I got there, I immediately noticed another girl who was wearing this dress from the brand Tucker Nut that I recognized because that's one of the brands I always shop for, for clients. And I was like, oh my gosh, is this from Tucker Nut? And she was like, yes. And I loved her whole outfit head to toe, like left her shoes, her whole ensemble. I, in my mind, like voted her like best dress because I would never vote myself that. Like that just feels rude. So I get voting for yourself for Miss Congeniality. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, she like was best dressed of the night. Then I had like a top five of other people that I saw in the room that were like really good styled. And then I had so many people that I just wanted to switch out like one or two things to like improve the overall look just like I would have if I were watching a pageant or looking at social media for pageants I truly overanalyze and overthink events like that well and you will for other people too because that's part of your job as a coach is to like really critically think about the attire the styling of like the hair the makeup the shoe like head to toe look. And so I feel like it's probably hard for you to function in day-to-day life and not do that. Yep. What (laughs) is one of the things that you have thought of for similar to as a pageant? Okay. This is terrible, but I put country clubs. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Like attending the club, like going to Mm -hmm. dinner there or an event there, like golf events or whatever. Yep. Pretty much because so they hold a golf event event and it's if it's not themed, it doesn't, I mean, like either way, like you have an outfit that you're going to wear because everybody else is going to have like a cutesy little golf outfit and like, yeah, like I'm going to go up to the pool and well, I can't just go up to the pool and look awful because everyone that I know that are, that are parts of these committees and clubs and board members and like all of these things wrapped up into one like you almost have to always go up and be somewhat presentable. And I mean, they have a dress code I'll, I'll probably do. And so you really can't just like wing it. You really are expected to show up looking at least, you know, respectable when you go up right. there. Kind of like almost like when you're traveling to go to a pageant or just like anything that you do within a pageant that makes you have to think a little more about what you look like. Like, oh, I'm a title holder and I'm going to do, you know, some sort of service project. Well, you're not going right. to show up looking disheveled. You're still going to look like you're a title holder, even though it's not a formal event. Yeah. I am not a member of a country club, but I totally can envision that. Like you still want to at least look presentable. You don't want to look like you just rolled out of bed. 
Yeah. Well, and all the women are probably looking at you too. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And so in their mind, that's like they're a judges panel. Pretty much. Yeah. That's kind of what you almost think of them as. It's just like, oh my gosh, like, oh, so-and-so is wearing this or doing this. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's exhausting. But either it's, and you know, what's funny. It's not like that for the men. Oh, all. no, no, no. Same with the Christmas party stuff, like or holiday party. There is a guy at Dustin's Christmas party in a full Grinch outfit. Like oh the full gosh. Grinch outfit, including the mask. I sent you a picture. Wow. Yeah. He he wasn't there competing. He was there to be entertaining. All right. What's your next one? Let's hear it. Okay. So this is an, a thing in life that's like a pageant, but it's not a pageant. And it is actually truly like a pageant. It's something that I grew up doing. And it's stock shows, like animal stock shows. <laughs> <laughs> but, he, and yes, the animals truly are judged as if they were pageant contestants. But here is why I'm saying it. It's not because of the animals. I treated it as if I were the animal. I dressed as if I were being judged by the judges in the stock show. They were not looking at me. But the outfits that I would choose for myself to show my steer I put so much time and effort into, I really cared about like what I was wearing. And if I had put as much time into my outfit as I did my actual presentation of my steer, I probably would have been a lot more successful in stock shows, <laughs> but I, I didn't really like it that much. It was more my brother and my dad's thing, but I treated it as if it was a pageant. And then when I would go and attend them, after I graduated high school to go watch my brother's stock shows, my parents and my brother would just shake their heads at what I would wear to the stock show. They would be like, why are you here in heels? What are you doing? But I treated it as if I was going to an appearance or something because I mean, it was like at the time, you know, I was in college and I was like, this is a whole host of single boys that are around. Oh my know? gosh. I need to look at, look, cute I who knows I'm like a 19 year old college girl who knows who I might be here I never wanted to marry a cowboy I don't know what I was thinking but I would be all dressed to the nines in this like over-the-top outfit and not boots nothing practical walking around at these stock shows looking absolutely insane that is why I'm saying a stock show to me is like a pageant even though truly it is because the animals are being judged on what they look like Okay, so the next one that I have is, is you ha you might have to think on it for a second, but like it definitely makes sense is when you're trying to either get a promotion or you're trying to get a job that you've never had before. Mm -hmm. Yep. Especially you... because like the resume part, mm -hmm. that's like you're adding things to your resume, you're signing up for projects and committees and like trying to build your resume just like you would for your bio in a pageant like you're trying to add things to your bio get involved in things do new community service projects like for pageants now you're doing that on the work level and then you're dressing up a little bit more maybe looking up the di a different part polishing up your look totally get it yeah and it just like really kind of reminds you or reminds me that like oh my gosh doing pageants and doing this whole 
thing of like, I'm going to put my best foot forward. You do the same thing when you're trying to get a job, especially getting a job that you've never had before, because you're sitting there trying to tell this panel of judges why you would be this great national title holder when you've never done it before. You've done like a smaller scale maybe of that, but you've never actually done it before. And so you're trying to convince them why you would do that in such a great way. And I mean, that's the whole reason too, why dress for success is even a thing because Mm -hmm. the way you look in an interview is important, even when you're going just for a normal job interview. And that's why those organizations operate in making sure that these women have something really presentable and, you know, new to wear and not something that's ill-fitting or not in style anymore. So it's, in my opinion, that's incredibly closely related. No, I, I definitely see that. And I feel like the whole, like the promotion side of it, it's a little bit like the networking side of pageants, like where you're going with your fellow contestants and you're making friends with them and like going to lunch and going to the events with them and just trying to get to know them. Maybe that's what you're doing with your coworkers on the promotion side is trying to build that rapport and get those relationships built a little stronger. I totally can see the relationship. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because then, I mean, I can't stress it enough. I know people don't like to think this, but when you are trying to get promoted at work, just being well-liked and not just well-liked, but being well-liked and respected is going to be the ultimate way for you to move up as quickly as possible in any company. Yep. Okay. Politics of it all. (laughs) I mean, whether we like it or not, it's involved in everything, right? There's another thing I think is like a pageant, social media. Mm -hmm. In general. Not like as a contestant, but in general, like whenever I'm just looking at influencers or celebrities or whatever, I mean, they are tagging their dresses, who makes them, who does their hair, who like did their, you know, styling or whatever, especially on like celebrities. And then pageant contestants, same thing. Like it is like almost identical. If you want to learn how to do your social media as a pageant contestant, just follow like pretty well-known influencers and or good celebrities. Like not, and by good, I don't mean like good as in good or bad. I mean like um, good social media. Like Mm -hmm. they do a good job on social media because that's exactly what they're doing. They're just doing a great job promoting their sponsors. Basically, they're probably not paying. They probably are paying them. They're not actually sponsored by them. But that's what it is to be a brand representative, right? They're repping the movie they're promoting or the brand deal they have, whatever that is. That is exactly what they're doing. And when I think about social media, I just think it's just like a giant pageant. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know but it's, it really it's just the highlight reels right like you watch their stories and they're trying to be relatable and likable but they also are not sharing like so much of themselves that you're like okay this is like too much and now I don't like this I'm running away just like in a pageant interview you want to be open and honest and relatable but you can't share so much in that amount of time that the judges are like, okay, I met you for three or four minutes. 
and you just told me way too much. Now I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. So I think that like it, it really is a lot like a huge pageant. I have one more. One. The college admission process. <laughs> oh, totally. 100%. You have to apply. You have to be accepted, even as a local title holder. So, I mean, if you're a local title holder and or you're applying even to be a local title holder to go to the state pageant even, and you put in your application, I, I know everyone wants contestants in your pageant, but I promise you if that director sees something problematic, you are not getting accepted. Like there has to be like – you have to have some level of decorum to be able to compete to begin right. with. So, and that's just to get accepted into that portion. And then you go on to maybe doing, you know, your college uh, interview. And then your essay, like you have to write Mm -hmm. an essay a lot of times. That's like an on-paper interview. Yeah, exactly. Well, and a lot of these pageants too, like do you have portions like that where contestants will write out maybe not an essay, but like a – or no, yeah, um, the fit pageant. And at Miss America, you have to write an essay. So you end up doing that. You write a speech. Like, it's like, oh my gosh, like everything that pageantry has, I swear it prepares you for the real world and it prepares you in a way that you can be effortlessly good at it. Mm -hmm. I think that's why so many um, like young girls who do pageants, like younger girls, teens and littles are super successful in the college prep process because they've done it so many times in pageant land like it's mm-hmm. it's no brainer like they apply for 20 or 30 colleges because it's like applying for a pageant it's no big deal whereas if you've never done anything like that paperwork side of things before that feels really daunting they're just like oh this is no big deal it's just like another pageant application mm-hmm. oh yeah 100 percent do you okay, have, have any have more? One last one. Okay. My very last one. Reality TV. Oh my gosh. Like The Bachelor or something like that. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Not just like general reality TV, but like specifically competition shows mm-hmm. like The Bachelor. Totally. Or like Big like Brother. Project. Like, yeah, where you're trying to win over people like Big Brother or. You're trying to win someone's votes or approvals. Mm-hmm. Like, 100%, it's just a pageant. It really is. I know. It's – well, and did you see the show? Oh, my gosh. I can't – It's it was kind of Joe Millionaire-esque, but it was these two younger guys. One was um, a millionaire and the other one wasn't, And but they didn't tell the women which was which, and so they both dated all the women. And then at the end of the show, the two women that they picked, that's when they revealed like, okay, I'm the millionaire or I'm not the millionaire. Did you watch that? I don't think I did. It doesn't sound familiar to me, but at the, I mean, who knows? I've watched so many shows. I probably did. Okay. Well, you should watch it because it's really good. Even Matt was obsessed with it. Like we waited every week. It was on Fox for this to okay. come on. And this was last year. So – Oh, it was just recently on. Oh, yeah. No, this is recent. So anyways, one of the women that were part of like the final four women was a pageant girl. And I swear all of America, like she was a former um, Miss, not Miss America, but a state 
for like Miss Alabama America or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she was so likable and she was baited so many times to be nasty and catty, never once took the bait, like truly and just very poised and graceful, but still kind of funny. Like, I mean, you could tell, like, as I'm watching, I could tell I'm like, oh, this girl is a pageant lady. Like she is not going to let herself look bad. And she didn't, Mm -hmm. but she was also likable. Like she wasn't boring. Yes. She still like brought her personality to it without ever like becoming mean. Exactly. And so in the end, oh gosh, well, I just spoiled it for you. Well, in the end, basically I was very angry at the man for not picking her because she was just so awesome. And I think he picked the other girl because she, I'm trying to think of a nice way to say this. Because she was. It's already been out for a year or whatever. It's not like you're really spoiling it. The results are very easily findable, I'm sure. Well, the woman he ended up picking, I did not like as much. And this was just me me being mean. And she just came off very superficial. And she didn't come off like super genuine, I guess you could say. And so when he didn't pick the pageant girl, I was like, no, you're making a huge mistake. Well, I just feel that this once again, because of so many different aspects of life from college admissions to if you're getting cast on a reality show to joining a country club, whatever aspect of your life, getting a job, getting a promotion, the skills you learn in pageantry are going to apply no matter what. That's all I'm saying. I agree. I'm right there with you. I think it's great. And I do think every contestant has so much to gain from competing, whether you win or not. And the self-growth that you gain from competition is there's just not anything better than entering a pageant to really push yourself to the next level. I agree. This was so fun. I loved thinking of like all the things in life that are so similar to pageantry or basically a giant pageant. And I would like to say, too, I just started the Exploring Ohio series on the USOA Mrs. Ohio page. Oh, it's so fun already. (laughs) I'm already loving it. It's super fun. So cute. I did not even know some of those things. I've never heard of some of those places. But next time I come, you'll have to take me to the place that had what looked like chili on spaghetti. Oh, gosh. Okay. So when I said you either love Skyline or you hate Skyline, like I don't love Skyline. It's um, a very just, I, it's hard to describe taste even. We have, even for work, like we have people that come from overseas and they all want to try Skyline. And it's the funniest thing because then I'm like, I don't want Skyline. And they're like, we have to try Skyline. And I'm like, I promise you, you don't. But people go crazy for it here. Yeah, I've never even heard of it. I, I I didn't know what it was. But when I saw the picture, I was like, hmm, definitely not my jam. I don't really know what it is, but I don't think I like it. Based on the photo, it didn't look appetizing to me. But if you need me to try it, I will go with you, I guess. Well, I'm I excited about your new series. I can't wait to keep following along and learning all kinds of new things. You're going to know so much about Ohio. I thought I knew so much already because I'm basically like an honorary Ohioan because I have so many friends from there, but I'm learning things every day. Do you have a Chris's question for me? 
I do. Are you ready? No. It's been too long. <laughs> I'm not ready. We've got to get back in the swing of it. I know because okay. you didn't ask me even last time. You let me it off the vacation. hook. It was vacation. All right. Let's All roll. Right. We are currently underway with Miss America and Miss America's Outstanding Teen. If you were to be a contestant in the Miss America organization, they've recently brought back fitness after eliminating the lifestyle and fitness competition completely. Now they're doing fitness wear. Do you think swimsuit and all pageants should be replaced with fitness wear? I don't think so. I think it's just one of those things with it's whatever you're comfortable with. There are plenty of pageants that offer a fitness aspect and there are plenty of pageants that offer the swimsuit aspect. So I think whatever it is that's going to motivate you to put yourself in a position to be your absolute fittest to the point where you feel really amazing and you feel really confident, I think that's just the direction you go, whichever one that you're comfortable with. Okay. Did I answer the question? Sort of. Eh, not really. Well, so no, I, I don't think all of them should transition over there. That's basically what I was saying. You like that there are some for everyone. Mm-hmm. I think there should be. If there's a pageant that you want to do swimsuit, great. If you don't want to do either, there's pageants for you. And if you want to do fitness competition, like in fitness wear, there's fitness wear competitions out there. Yep. I can think of one of each just off the top of my head. Perfect. All right. Well, I am excited that we're back for our new season. Me too. New episodes out every Thursday. You can find us at Pageant Buzz Pod on Instagram. And as Rebecca always says, don't forget to sparkle. This podcast is produced by the Fearless Network. Always be fearless.